Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is August 16th, and our reading comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Once again, Paul is in this discussion trying to help the new believers understand how to exercise this new freedom they have in Christ. They're free from some of the Jewish traditions, and they're free from some of the kind of cultural hang-ups because now they know who they are in Jesus. But listen, he says, I want you to be careful not to allow your freedom to be a stumbling block for other believers. So watch what he says, beginning in verse 23. He says, you say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. So I want to pause there and first say that we have a lot of freedom in Christ, but we have to make sure that we don't allow our freedom to lead us into a behavior that it might be hard to argue that it's sinful, but it's certainly not good for me, right? And so I want to be careful about that. I want to make sure that what I do, not only do I have the moral, spiritual, biblical freedom to do that, but I want to make sure that in doing it, it actually benefits me. I want to be careful about that. And I think that's one of the, when we define freedom, spiritual freedom as a Christian, what we mean is freedom is living in Jesus. Freedom is having the sensitivity, having the strength, having the wisdom to know what is the right thing to do and the ability to do it in a given situation. So if I'm free, but my freedom causes me to be enslaved to some behavior that's not good for me, well, I want to be careful about that. Let me give you a great example today. Cell phones, social media, and this urge we feel to constantly know what's happening in everybody's life every moment. Well, it'd be real hard to argue, I think, in Scripture that that's sinful, right? Looking at social media is sinful. Checking your phone too often is sinful. Getting too many texts or emails or IMs is, is sinful. I think that'd be a hard argument to make. But I think what Paul would say is just because I had the freedom to constantly be on my phone doesn't mean that's what's good for me, that it benefits me. Because the truth is, if I'm going to hear God, I've got to have some quiet space. I've got to live a life that is less distracted. I need to be far more concerned about what's on the heart of God than the calendar, the social calendar of all my friends, right? So I want to be careful about that. And then watch what he says next. Then he says, don't be concerned for your own good, but for the good of others. Well, how do we do that? He goes on and gives some examples. In verse 28, he says, suppose someone tells you this meat was offered to an idol. Don't eat it out of consideration for the conscience of the one who told you. So if somebody offers you a meal and they tell you that what you're about to eat was offered as a as an act of worship, as an offering to an idol, to some false god. Paul would say, well, even though you know 
that there's only one God. And even though you know that you are spiritually free, that that silly religious ceremony has no effect on you and you can eat this food and it's not going to affect you spiritually at all. He says, don't do it because your immature young brother in the Lord doesn't understand that. And if you eat it, you appear to be participating with idols. So he says, don't make that mistake. In fact, he goes on to say at the very end in verse 33, I don't just do what is best for me. I do what's best for others also that so that many will be saved. And let me say one other thing. I think this is important. In Acts chapter 15, you remember, when the early church was having that discussion about which portions of the Old Testament law and the Jewish tradition, the ceremonial, sacrificial, moral law, what parts of that stuff do we have to keep? And they gave some specific instruction. They said, number one, don't eat food offered to idols. Well, Paul's addressing that here. And the issue was we don't want to be a stumbling block to all of these Gentiles who may believe that in addition to worshiping Jesus, we're also worshiping these false gods. So we need to be careful about that. They also said, don't uh, eat the blood of animals. Why? Well, because the blood was so important. It was where the life of an animal resides, right? In Genesis chapter 9, after the flood, God said, I'm giving you all these animals to eat, but don't eat the blood. Why? Because life is in the blood. And he goes on to talk about how if we shed the blood of another person, how how serious that is. So God is just simply saying, I want you to honor life, and I want you to recognize The shedding of blood throughout the Old Testament and then in the life of Christ is for the forgiveness of sin. So the sacrifice takes our place, makes atonement for us. The shedding of his blood allows us to go free. And ultimately, the shedding of Christ's blood allows us to go free. And so there was a great emphasis on the value and seeing the significance, the symbolism of that shed blood. So we want to avoid that. And then the third thing was sexual immorality. Why? Why was that such a big deal? Because sexual immorality makes you one with another person. There's a mingling of souls. There's a mingling of spirits. And God wants you to reserve that for a lifelong relationship with your spouse. So he wants us to guard our purity as a powerful witness. And not only that, but because it's what's best for me. Then he summarizes this whole chapter basically in this verse, verse 31. This is a great principle, a great verse to know, and let's live by this. He says, whether I eat or drink or whatever I do, do it all for the glory of God. You know, sometimes when we're making and trying to make an ethical decision about an issue that's not addressed directly in scripture, and we're trying to figure out what should I do in this situation. One good question to ask is, can I do this for the glory of God? If the answer to that question is yes, you've probably got a green light. If the answer to that question is no, chances are you've got a red light. Let's do everything, whether we eat or drink, no matter what we do. Let's do it to bring God glory. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for our freedom. 
And God, I pray for every person listening. I pray that we would walk in a greater measure of freedom as we're spending time with you and allowing you to meet and satisfy the deepest needs in our life. And you're filling our mind and our heart with truth. And we feel your presence loving, encouraging, and leading us. God, I pray that we would find the strength and the wisdom and the sensitivity to do what Jesus would do in every situation we face. So God, help us to grow in our freedom, but not to allow our freedom to cause other people to stumble. Lord, help us to always be considerate about the spiritual condition of people around us and to sacrifice sometimes what we may feel free to do in order to protect and guard the spiritual condition, the heart of the people around us that are watching us. God, I pray that we would be able to do everything. God, throughout this day today, help us to do everything we do, that every moment, every relationship, every word, every thought, God, that it would bring you glory. I'm reminded of the psalm that says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O God. Lord, help us as we're living today to be sensitive to your spirit. Fill our heart and mind with your truth so that we can do everything today for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me. Hope this encourages you. Remember, share it on your socials. Let's get the word out there. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.